Welcome to the Property Management Mastermind Show with your host, Brad Larson. Brad owns one of the fastest growing property management companies in San Antonio, Texas. This podcast is for property managers by property managers. You'll hear from industry leading professionals on best practices, new ideas, success stories, and lessons learned. This is your opportunity to learn about the latest industry buzz surrounding property management, as well as tips and strategies to improve your business. This show is sponsored by the best home inspection software on the market for property managers. We endorse and use Z Inspector as our software of choice for our team to document home inspections. We particularly like their 360 degrees camera system that produces amazing views of the interior room. Your clients will love Z Inspector documented inspections you provide them. Visit www.zinspector.com to learn more. 86% of millennials and over 60% of baby boomers in a recent study said smart home is an amenity they're willing to pay more for. The ease of use and energy savings that comes with a smart home pay for themselves, while also increasing property managers' revenue. Point Central provides services like unattended showings, secure access, and HVAC control, while also providing value to your residents through smart automation. Request a free demo today. Call us at 888-532-3032 or visit pointcentral.com. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Property Management Mastermind Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Larson. And today's guest, I have Mr. Chris Clothier, who I'm teasing is, is really Brian because he came at me in a Zoom call and he's got a, he logged in with one of his team members uh, Zoom. So I, he pops up and, hey, Ryan. And you know, I was just joking. I was, I was ribbing him right away. But no, it's Chris Clothier and gang. And he's been, he's been around the property management industry. He's an actual operator. And he's going to be speaking at the Property Management Mastermind Conference Friday afternoon, May 21st, Gaylord Resort in Dallas, Texas. It's one you don't want to miss. Now, he's been around the property management scene. Uh, he's, he's a longtime property management company owner, built his company from next to nothing, one property up to a substantial amount. And I'm going to let him talk about it. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Chris to introduce himself. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Brad. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. So first thing we want to talk about is kind of give us a little bit more about who you are, what you do, because this will really set the context and stage for you to be a marquee presenter on Friday at the Property Management Mastermind Conference. Go from there. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I am a partner, a part owner of a company called REI Nation. It's a family-owned business, myself, my father, my younger brother. Uh, we've been around for the better part of two decades, started in 2003 as an investment company that would buy, renovate, and then sell uh, pieces of property to investors that wanted to own them long-term. And we ended up, uh, you know, from, from the start, we, you know, we're doing one to two houses a year, just like any, I guess, normal investor. But one of the things that we recognized pretty early on, we had trouble finding good property management companies um, that would operate the way we wanted to operate, you know, with a service type model. And we just, we, we couldn't find one. And we ended up starting our own management company in 2005. We were very poor. <laughs> we were very bad at it. We, uh, we often say that we were, uh, if you're ranking best to worst, we were probably in the lower lower part as far as a management company because we we didn't really care that much about management. We cared about investing and we thought management was an afterthought. Roughly about 2009, we got serious about management and we got serious about doing it really well. 
And today, as you noted, we we happen to manage properties uh, in 11 different cities across the Southeast from Dallas all the way across through Northern Alabama. Uh, we started in Memphis, Tennessee, which is still our kind of our hub. But we um, today we're managing you know, under 7,000 properties, but we'll exceed 7,000 properties this year. The value of our portfolio for our owners is a little over $1 billion. And we are, you know, we're not stopping. We've, we've, we've grown to really love the process, you know, everything that goes into being a really good management company. Um, so much to the point that today it's, it's, you know, the secret is really, it's all about being great at service. You know, customer service is what we do management of real estate just happens to be the widget that we sell, you know, the, the thing we show up to the, to the job for every day. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the conference coming up. Um, I'm looking forward to sharing a little bit about our history and a little bit about what we do and how we've managed to grow uh, so much each year. And, you know, I mentioned that, that we're at just over a billion dollars and it took us 18 years as a company to reach that mark. We started off like everybody with one house and an idea to get better each day. You know, I, I write it here on my board. I try and give myself different quotes each week. And this, this week, it's be better today than you were yesterday. And that's, that's kind of the way we've shown up to work each day. Well, w- our plan, and we hope it, it comes to fruition, I think it will, that we'll have our second billion dollars under management for owners within the next three to four years uh, tops. And so 18 to build the first billion, four to build the second, we'll see what happens with the third, right? Really excited about your presentation coming up because I think a lot of the lessons learned that you've brought to your knowledge over the last 15, 18 years are going to come out in that presentation. Now, not all of them, but you're going to be able to share some key ones. Yeah. And without you know giving the secret sauce away, I look forward to the presentation to hear some of those. Now, you mentioned something earlier that uh, there's always a saying out there that if you're not embarrassed by your first service offering now, you're doing something wrong. You've probably heard the similar saying, or I butchered it in some way, but you know, it's like looking at yourself 10 years ago, like, God, I can't believe I wore that, those pieces of clothing. You, know, you look at your website, oh, I can't believe I look like that back then. I can't believe you know, we offered that back then. I can't believe we did that. If you're not embarrassed now by stuff you did years ago when you first started, you're doing something wrong. And that, that's like right. one of those major sayings out there. Well, so the other thing you men- mentioned is you know, the service business. And I thought too, uh, I always like to say this is that we are actually money managers along with providing services, along with managing homes. But really, the, the money manager part uh, should be taken to the forefront, and that gives you an idea of kind of the kind of business that you run. Uh, taking in rents and distributing rents, that's a money management. Managing your P&L with your working with your vendors, working with your business, working with your, your own income, that's money management. And so right. that's a lot what we do in conjunction with providing a very good service. So you talked about that just a minute ago. And so you, know, you can probably hone in on that a little bit more, kind of how we provide and you provide a very good service in what you do. Yeah, we we recognized early on that if if we were going to be a good management company, um, well, if we were going to be a good you know service provider, meaning we were going to be able to buy and sell houses for investors that were interested uh, in investing where we were, then management wasn't a, just a value added service. It needed to be better than they could get anywhere else, and that's kind of the way we approached uh, the growth of our company was. We quit looking at other management companies and saying, we just need to be better than them. And we began to say, we need to be better than what we experience. So we need every day, we're trying to, to provide a better service. We're trying to be more accountable. We're trying to 
um, you know, again, provide something that not only that they can't get elsewhere, but they'll never be able to find elsewhere. If that makes sense. We're, we quit looking at other companies and trying to compare ourselves to them and started saying, what would we want as an investor? Hands down, you know, what would make us really happy? And, you know, what we came to was these were these really basics. It's kind of, it's interesting. It was great communication uh, was number one. Accountability was number two. You know, it's, and I'm, I'm sure you're, you're just like me with your background that um, if you say you're going to do something, you do it, period. You know, if you tell somebody you're going to call them back, if you tell somebody you're going to, um, whatever it ends up being, yeah, I'm not saying so much your word is your bond. You know, that's kind of that cliche, but that's really what it what it boiled down to. It's like we wanted to, we approached our business every day as if we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. And it was so interesting as we began to grow as a company that we we recognized that the better service we provided, the the more our business grew. So there's an old saying from Truett Cathy. Um, the founder of Chick-fil-A from many, many years ago, who would say that um, if you demand that you get better, your clients will demand that you get bigger. Um, and so for us, we just, we started focusing on what are we doing every day? Are we answering the phones? Are we communicating well? Are we doing what we say we're going to do? And then we, we took those same approaches and we started applying it to vendors and residences and started changing the way we talked about certain things. And you know, it's kind of funny. You look up one day and suddenly it's, wow, this is, you know, there's no whiteboard anywhere. This whiteboard doesn't have the plans for growth on it. It just has the plans to be better today than we were yesterday. Pretty soon, you know, the thing's taken off. You can't, you can't hold it back anymore. So, so let's uh, I'm looking gears a little bit. So I'm going to ask you some questions just as like property manager to property manager. And this is probably yeah. outside of the presentation you're going to give on, on that Friday at the conference. But let's just take, for example, COVID. So can you give us just kind of a few minutes on how your business has been impacted by the COVID pandemic in the last year and kind of some of the things that you changed, you know, to lead off, you know, we had to start doing different things differently. We had to start doing no touch lease agreements. We had to start doing more, uh, you know, applications without, um, you know, any, anything type in paper. And maybe you start doing things differently with your court hearings and notices to vacate, you know, all that good stuff. Just give me a few minutes and talk about it. It's just completely conversational. What's going on with the COVID world in your business? Well, I will tell you that everything you just mentioned are changes that we all had to make as an industry. But, you know, first and foremost, March 16th last year, I believe it was a Monday, and we showed up to work, as many did, unsure of, you know, what the future of our business was going to look like. We were unsure of were rents going to be paid? Was the government going to um, pay rents for people? Were they going to uh, dismiss all? You know, we, we, nobody knew. There was rumors flying around of what was going to happen. And I will tell you this, that the, we, I say accidentally, it's not accidentally, but it was just, it's very, um, we were very, again, lucky that we had decided as a company that the way we treated our residents and the communication we had with our residents was really paramount to our success. And we had made this shift two or three years ago. We learned you know, about language and the, and the words that we use and, you know, being deliberate with certain things from another management company out of Florida who we, who we mastermind with. Um, and so we implemented in our company just a change in verbiage in the way we would approach our residents. And so what we've had over the last 13 months, we saw a, an inconsequential dip in um, rent collections. So we, we track, as many do, KPIs and every month, we track how much of our build rent is collected during that month. And it fell by a percentage point. 
I mean, we went from 98.5% of our rent collected to 97.5%. It was, it was negligible. It was nothing. Um, and then after it was in the fourth quarter of this past year, so about nine months into the pandemic is when it dropped down to 96.5%. And then by February, it's back up to 98.5%. We know some of that is tax refund and, and of course, uh, assistance from the, from the federal government or you know, other entities. But my point with that is that our communication was already so good and that the bond of respect had already been set where we did not face issues of non-payment and evictions. We have still to this day, we had had to deal with less than 2% of our entire portfolio had a non-communication eviction. So, you know, less than, or, or even a having to make a court filing because we haven't been able to do a lot of evictions to this day. But my, so my point is that less than 2% of our portfolio over 13 months just became uncommunicative where we just knew that they were not going to be in the house. We had to get them out one way or the other. The rest were very, you know, upfront, working hard to, um, to keep us informed. They wanted to stay within the home. We look back and this past year, 13% of our portfolio experienced a vacancy. That's it. For us over a year period, uh, traditionally would be about 19%. So less than 13% experienced a vacancy during the year. Those types of numbers and performance, the, the rest of it from the, the changing to the no touch, the, we were already doing many of, a lot of this because we manage in so many different markets. You know, we have two main offices, Memphis and Dallas, and they manage the other nine cities from there. So we already do a lot of, you know, no contact um, applications, a lot of no contact lease closings. So we had those processes down very, very good. The last thing I'll, I will, I'll tell you that if there was an, a change in an adjustment, it was this, that we took our entire, our entire executive team. So it, you know, our CFO of our company was calling residents that first two months during COVID. We, so the day a resident was behind on their rent, they were getting a call from the highest team member we had. I mean, there was no job that was too low for any of us. And we were on the phone with residents, communicating to them, expressing our desire to work with them. But they had, you know, everybody's got a job to do here, if you know what I mean. Like you, you don't just get to stay in a home because you're there. There, it takes communication, it takes working together, it takes, you know, trying to get through this as a team. And so again, we approached this with no job is too small for any of us. We're all on the phones, all hands on deck, everybody's doing this together. And what we found was like our team through the through years of great communication with our residents and building rapport, it was a lot. It was, we did not face issues that many management companies faced. And today we're actually stronger and bigger than we were going in because of, of kind of that, that, I wouldn't say reputation, but just of the way we operated on a day-to-day basis before COVID hit really, really set us in a good, in a good spot. If you are looking to enhance your tenant's movement experience, cut down on phone calls or emails to you or your staff regarding utilities, then you must connect yourself, your team, and your tenants with Citizen Home Solutions. Citizen Home Solutions takes the hassle of utilities off your hands and your tenants. Best of all, we do it for free. Build us into your tenant benefit package. Oh, and start benefiting from our revenue share program. Yes, we pay you a quarterly commission on specific services your tenant opts into. 
Want to know more? Give us a call today at 877-528-3824 or visit pmcpartner.com. So a couple things I heard is your delta from what went down as far as the rent collections was minimal, 1%, a little bit of dip in you know the spring and then right back up to 98%. So that's what everyone was that's freaking correct. out about. If you remember, we're, we're thinking 10, 20, 30% you know, yes. delinquencies, right? They were telling us, you know, half of your tenants aren't going to pay rent. And so we're all freaking out in the industry. But what I love too is your leadership that you showed from the top down of actually picking up the phone and calling residents. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I don't think a lot of business owners out there didn't. I can tell you I did not. So maybe I'm a bad leader, but you know, it's just one of the things that we didn't really have to do necessarily. And the other cool part, the other stat, because again, I'm, a, I'm kind of a metrics nerd a little bit, yeah. is that your rollovers, meaning your vacancies were less. So people weren't leaving the home. Like, so no. you were getting more renewals you're getting less vacancy because no one was leaving. Nobody was moving from this home to another home. And so your vacancy went down from 19 to 13%. Very impressive stuff. And of course, you're just really perfecting even more uh, those no-touch leases from a distance. You have a call center type situation where you're working and taking calls in one market and work servicing another market. Just all good stuff that people need to hear on a tactical level. I mean, you have strategy from the whole thing. You're like, your, your business is not shut down, of course. You're, you're working with your tenants on a more... Uh, day-to-day basis. And then it paid end result dividends for you guys because you're a stronger company now. Great stuff. I love it. Right. Right. It allowed us to be, it was really interesting. It allowed us to be proactive rather than reactive. And I spent a lot of time on the phone with other management companies um, in April, May, June. So part of it was sharing it was, I wouldn't necessarily call it masterminding, but maybe that's exactly what it was, where we're, we're talking best practices. How are your KPIs? How are our KPIs? Let's, let's stay in touch to know how everybody's doing. Um, and really, what I found most interesting, and I give my dad a lot of credit for this. My dad's, I mean, he's 56 years uh, in business, you know, and let's see if I do my math right, almost, uh, so 56 years in business and 42 of those. Uh, as an entrepreneur, not taking a, a check from anyone else. He just, you know, he, he came to this from a standpoint, he, we approached this pandemic and everything from there is, there's no time to not have a plan. You can't afford to have one plan. You can't afford to wait and see what's going to happen. We had to get out in front. And so on the night of March 16th, which was a Monday evening, um, that night at 10 o'clock at night, we are still meeting as a team preparing for what, you know, all the different steps we have to take in April. We had three or four different plans set up based on what was occurring. But at the time, we did not know. We would only find this out looking backwards that all the work that had been done ahead of time laid the groundwork for the success we were going to have. And that's what I kept trying to share with other management companies was, hey, as we're talking Regardless of where you're at, don't look at the past. You have to plan right now for going forward. So if you if you made a mistake in the past, or if you didn't, again, if you didn't call all of your uh, residents back in March to kind of begin to set the tone with them, it's not too late to call them now. Some people gave free rent right off the bat, or big rent discounts right off the bat, just to make sure they could collect rent, and so they lost a lot of revenue for themselves and their owners. One of the one of the things we came back with that I told a lot of people is it's okay you you know you are where you are you continue to move forward but you just do it proactively not reactive don't wait to see what's going to happen get out in front create a plan and then you 
you're already ready with that next plan based on what the result is. That makes sense? Yeah, it does quite a bit. Now, the conference coming up, you're Silly. planning on attending, you know, the conference we have coming up for the Property Management Mastermind Conference, your plan is attending as well as a conference attendee. So you're planning Absolutely. on being there Thursday and Friday. You're going to be attending some of the sessions. You're going to be doing the masterminding just like a lot of the other attendees. So you as an operator, that's going to be a neat uh, a neat opportunity for the folks that are attending the conferences. They're going to be able to you know, grab you in the hallway and maybe you know pick your brain a little bit. And I think that's going to be a, a neat deal. Not to mention, you'll have a Q&A session at the end of your presentation on Friday afternoon. Right. So right. great stuff on that. What Now you're looking through the lineup. Is there anybody or anything that really excites you about the conference in particular as an attendee? Well, I will, I will tell you that particular, what, what I'm most excited about is, I, and I tell people this all the time, that it's sometimes it's easy to look at me. Of course, I'm going to be talking on stage there on Thursday afternoon and I just mentioned some big things. I just mentioned the billion dollar word uh, a minute ago. And, but the reality is that I'm most looking forward to using my ears there and listening and learning and hearing from other people that um, I'm not, I am, I recognize fully that there is so much that as a company, as an operator, as a part of that, that I can improve on. So I take a lot of notes. I bring a lot of just one line suggestions. It's, it's just one idea that can really impact my company. And I bring a lot of those back to different people within my company and say, hey, this is something I heard about You know what you do, or this is a company I heard about, or this is a process someone else uses. Let's review this and look at it. I, I look forward to that. That's why I'm attending the conference, really. It's not, um, and I'm sure as I get closer, I'm going to zero in on one or two people I'm really looking to, to learn from. But the reality is that as, as good as we are at what we do, um, there's always something we can learn from someone else. There's always somebody doing something that is impressive and or that that we can use, implement to our own business. So I'm really looking forward to hearing from your, you know, the other attendees from small owners, small management companies to big ones. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm just looking forward to connecting and seeing what I can learn there those those two days. Fantastic, Chris. Appreciate your time here. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you uh, outside of the podcast or outside of the presentation, you're gonna be at the Friday at a mastermind conference. Tell us some more how to get in touch with you. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, especially with this particular conference leading into it, I would love for somebody to reach out to me through LinkedIn. Um, it's Chris D. Clothier there at LinkedIn. You can also find me through REI Nation, uh, which is our company there on the, on the, on the site. But what that's going to help me do is, is, especially if somebody mentions the conference itself, like looking forward to connecting to the conference, it's going to help me kind of weed out because I get a lot of emails, I'm sure that, that we all do. And I want to be able to really focus in on anybody that's going to be at the, at the conference and wants to connect before or there. So I think LinkedIn would be the best place because it's going to let me really focus on those that are, that are going to be at the conference. So Yeah, I appreciate it. Great opportunity to meet with you there. Now, quickly, I forgot to mention, tell us about your book. You wrote a book. You got you to talk to a little bit about that too. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, well, hang on. I'll, I'll, He's going to go grab so the I'll, book, gang. I'll, yeah, it's kind of funny, right? I didn't, I didn't yeah. realize you were going to have. So I've got, uh, I wrote a book. This was, it's been a few years. It was called the Turnkey Revolution, um, and many of us have have heard the term, the terminology turnkey, um, what it really means, and so it, it is a, it is one of the ways that we grew into such a a large management company was we identified properties in areas that we wanted to manage. We bought them ourselves, renovated them, and then we would sell them to investors uh, who wanted to be passive. Then that investor would turn around 
and hire our management company to manage the property for them. That's that has been the way that we have really grown so you know at such a steady pace through the years. Well, I wrote a book for investors themselves on how to do that successfully, but this also the real the power of the book is it tells investors how to, you know, because there's there's all kinds of markets you can invest in, how to go about finding a good company in other markets. But it also it's a really good, if you ask me, it's a roadmap for companies on how to be really good at providing that service, how to be really good at at helping your management clients build their portfolios. Um, because we all know none of us wants to manage an, an asset that is going to underperform. And the best way to make sure it's going to perform is that you know about the, you know, the maintenance of it, you know about the renovations, you know about the location. And if you could choose and pick all that, wow, that would be, that could be transformative. So anyway, that's, that's the book. I'm looking forward to, to sharing it. It's been out for a few years and, you know, I think it's pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> it is a good book. No, I've definitely taken it in. And, uh, you know, I, I love the fact it's on audio because I don't read too yeah. good. So having an audio book out there, I love it. Chris, fantastic time spent here. Really looking forward to seeing you at the Mastermind Conference in a few weeks, few months, uh, going to be five, six weeks now. So I look forward to seeing you there and uh, we'll have a beer, all right? Hey, Brad, thank you for having me on, man. I look forward to it. We'll see you in Dallas. Thanks, Chris. As more tenant-friendly legislations are passed, from reduced security deposits to no evictions in the winter months and everything in between, in the future, the landlord's income will be ultimately affected and even being driven out of their rental business. Property managers and landlords need to make sure their voices are heard to help reduce the tide of these increasing laws that will ultimately make owning a rental property more difficult and costly. Let your landlords know about Shorevestor's Landlord Protection Insurance to help them protect their rental income. Call us at 800-975-0562 or visit shorevestor.com to learn more about Shorevestor and how it can help you protect your landlord's income and grow your business. This has been a podcast episode by propertymanagementproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us feedback, and come back for our next episode.